Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Chase Bethia for the game Aground. Now, we've had Chase on to talk about Aground before, but this soundtrack release is different, so we talked again. The Aground Deluxe release includes nine more tracks and piano sheet music for three of the tracks. This interview that I had with Chase happened at the very end of 2020, in fact, on December 30th in 2020, just to give you some perspective there. Chase starts off explaining why he decided to re-release the music from a ground and include new tracks. The developer told me that the game would be coming out October 2019. And I had been doing some research that you need to at least get a buzz going on at least a month before especially for press to catch up and all of those things too. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was release it in August and the end of August. So I figured that gives about September leeway and boom, October happens. Yeah. Well, the only thing that was true about October was that my contract ended, <laughs> but the game didn't release. <laughs> okay. So I had released a soundtrack that was about maybe five months ahead of schedule. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, kind of a good thing, but then not kind of a good thing because I also was told that the console ports, I guess, would kind of be around that time as well. Eh. That kind of got pushed in all kinds of directions as well. Okay. And so the game came out April 17th. Okay. 2020. 2020. A ground released officially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the paths, well, almost all the paths. There was a hybrid path that happened to release, I think, two or three, well, some months before, I should say. Some months is better. Okay. And so, you know, I tested the ambit of my patience <laughs> to. <laughs> figure out how could I keep, how can I spin this? So I was like, what if we just put the tracks that were rejected and I throw the trailer music tracks in there too, because I scored those for the actual trailer. And there was a DLC, right? Because that didn't launch on April 17th, 2020, that I could add in there as well. Because a lot of the Groundians, as I call them, they were hankering for that they were like where is the track that was demoed for the other game that they don't you know that they didn't know about and that that the developer threw in there where are the tracks for the mini games which the developer used from a different game that we scored called deity quest where are the (laughs) dlc tracks and i'm like ah (laughs) so i'm like i've got to spin this fast and the best thing i could think of was was like hey you know what i'm just going to release in a deluxe version that way they're not just getting four tracks. They're going to get some rejected tracks. They're going to get the ones they were looking for. But these are the ones also, like there was an Earth track that was rejected that I had to revise. They can see some of the progression. And some of them caught on to it very fast. They're like, is this the one? This also sounds like this one. And I'm like, hence the rejected tracks. Like I didn't change that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I went ahead. But what was different about the rejected tracks is that I went back and like to answer your question in the beginning, I did go back and revisit some of them. And so the three of those tracks that I had revisited, I think it was like Bionic Civilization and Manic Mayhem, I extended. So even the developer, I don't even think heard those extensions that Mm. I had went beyond to finish because I I figured if it's going to be a proper soundtrack release, then 
you know, I got to give some more content into it and mm-hmm. put a little bit more creativity about how I would have envisioned it to be in the initial first place. about the rejected tracks um, uh, and we'll talk about them more specifically but just conceptually speaking when you're sending in a track for a, a, approval uh, so to speak how mixed is it do you send it in as final a version as possible or are you sending kind of a rougher mix just to give them the idea of it it really depends so I think in this case for ground I was sending concepts and I found that working with the specific developer, that is the safest route. Okay. Because then I don't waste a bunch of time trying to start all over. Even though I'm fast and I can do a track in a day or so, two days most. Yeah. I That's still a lot of time. And when I mean a day, I mean within, you know, probably four to six hours. You know, mm-hmm. me being getting all the creativity out of me at once. Yeah. So that's still a lot of time to put into something and then say, yeah, we're not really feeling this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really think this works. Yep. Did you try with the game? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is something to consider. So, concept tracks are about a minute to two minutes because I know, especially with the way a ground is structured, if you notice, there are four to six minute tracks, mostly hitting the four minute mark to yep. make sure that they're not as monotonous mm-hmm. and try and extend it on there as best as I can. Yeah, we talked quite a bit about that when we uh, talked about this uh, game last year, in uh, rather 2019. I'm, I'm well aware, you and I, first of all, were talking on one of the last days of 2020. So <laughs> it's going to be a very confusing this year, last year. <laughs> this is true, this is true. <laughs> in any event, uh, we initially spoke about this music in uh, 2019, and that was one of the things that I had noticed because a lot of times um, game music really sometimes is only two and a half minutes or maybe three and a half minutes. And so to see longer tracks uh, is really refreshing. And uh, so we ended up talking about that quite a bit. Um, There was a track too, because you mentioned, you know, not uh, the the balance of how much time you're spending on a track, you know, before it's approved and and such. And I I remember you talking about a track that you said, you know, you kind of, pushed back against uh, that they really weren't liking at first. And you're like, no, just play it in the game, play it in the game. Trust me, trust me. And that finally did happen and it, and it worked out, right? Yes, that is the main theme of a ground called No Boundaries, No Sky Limits. took me three months to write. The reason it took me three months is because 
I didn't when I played the prototype in what was that? I want to say 2017 July. I played it and I was hooked. I was I really I realized it was hooked because I I didn't think about anything else except for just playing the feeling of the game. I wasn't thinking about much. I wasn't distracted with what why this doesn't work, why this doesn't so on and so forth. Even for the earliest of prototypes, and I found myself playing it for an hour and I played it again. And then I also was starting a senior year in college, mm. which was my recital that I was stressing out about a lot. And I wanted my <laughs> recital to be, I wanted to make history and be perfect. <laughs> and I can tell you, <laughs> that's not something you want to do, <laughs> but I did it. But regardless, I, I had some things to prep for and it was kind of, mm-hmm. even though I had it, the prototype early in the time frame I had before the semester started, I just couldn't hear it yet. And mm-hmm. when one day I was driving, as I found that I'm the creative that works well in small spaces to come up with abundant and pretty much a fulsome of ideas, that it was then time to take my time to do it and not, like I said, not do the whole track in a couple days or a week, mm-hmm. but really expand and think about the palette that was happening because this was actually the first time this developer was working with an external artist that wasn't that he wasn't familiar with. So we were all new and the art was mm-hmm. so rich and customized mm-hmm. that I felt that that palette and that music had to be the same. And in that respect, the artist is the one who had pushed back and said, ah, I wasn't expecting this because he's actually a retro gamer aficionado like me. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't expecting this hybrid sound of mm-hmm. a call to he was expecting extremely just chiptune stuff ah but what he got was <laughs> what he got was a chase with the sound yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're not gonna just get straight that with that kind of customized art because the art wasn't just straight pixel art you know it was right. but it, it wasn't so yep. there was that was what i was trying to match was what the feeling of the game was really trying to tell me. And it was kind of scary. And I know the developer was also on a deadline for themselves because they wanted to get out in a certain time. I think they were just having a baby. So they wanted to kind of like, hey, where time is going to be gone. We want to yeah. get this out now <laughs> yeah. to see how it goes. But I, I implored them, like, well, after it took two and a half to three months to get it done, play it in the game. Play it in the game. Because mm-hmm. they just listened to it out of context. And as soon yep. as they put it in, that's when everybody really, I think, took off. And to this day, I still get compliments on that theme. And that's what I've really learned is if there's something that that you're uncertain about, it's okay to take your time with it. In fact, it'll probably be better. Uh, you said something about making history in your recital, and I, I, I've been a little stuck on that. What did you mean by that? In my recital at Cal State Northridge, I don't think there was ever a recital where they played music to a game that was being played live, not recorded, being played live by a player on stage and the music adapting to that music as it was being performed. And played at the same time, as well as streamed online. Whoa. 
That's fun. I like to think so. <laughs> I, it was fun for me. I, I felt like my soul left my body for two days after that one. So I know now that doing putting all of that together is not something. I mean, I had some help, but to, to do the logistics of the of it was really important to me because I had designed even the program to be video game themed. I, I had video game questions of a, of a game that I've been designing and the trivia stuff to win prizes. I made it a really interactive concert all the way through, huh. no matter what angle you look at it, from the performance to the intermission type of interjections of, like I was saying, from playing those type of games to playing the game. <laughs> Everything I was supposed to be interactive because that's what games are. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Um, talk to me about, you know, some of the uh, revisiting you did of, of this music. And, uh, you know, did you find, that, not that it had been years and years or anything, but uh, did you kind of adapt how you felt about any of the music from um, the last time we talked? Yeah, I think that... The revisiting for the music, it was a little arduous at first because I I didn't know how it was going to be received. So because there were so many, I felt, I keep thinking about waves. And if you miss that wave, if you're surfing, I've never been surfing before, but I understand it. <laughs> you miss that wave. <laughs> it's hard to catch another good wave. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, that was the one. You're like, you could, you could wait days. It might be months to get a really good wave. And so that was what the feeling I was getting. I was like, the game is shipped. What am I going to do? How do I how do I extend this? How do I approach this? And if you're listening, there's a difference in the DLC music. There's a little and I think that transition happens from Mars Metal Alchemist into which is Abyssal Abyssal Depths and the other one which is this is escaping my mind but it's really important. <laughs> the other <laughs> the other track that's a, it's that I'd compose, those are starting to evolve a lot more than from the original soundtrack. And so by the time I revisit, you know, Bionic Civilization and Manic Mayhem, I'm probably pulling those those sounds, but trying to keep the same sound palette together at this point. It's almost like there was this, what was that ridiculous movie, Fast 9 or something, where I think The Rock is holding on to some truck and some helicopter <laughs> yeah. at the same time. <laughs> That's me with the ground music palette and, like, my mentality. <laughs> so that is where I my perspective was at the moment. I still wanted, like I said, to be good. And... I wanted to put my best foot forward for it so that the listeners would have something to experience with at the same time. But to probably just reimagine like, oh, if this was in the game, where would this be at? How could this have fit into it? Do you still have the same kind of favorites that you had from before? No, I think my favorites have changed. Oh, I so think. what do you think some some of your favorites are now? I think some of my favorites are the new DLC tracks, the trailer music. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I still like Mars Metal Alchemist because it was so hard to do. That was one of those, I don't know how to do this one. What does Mars music sound like? I remember saying that on the stream. He's yeah. like, I don't know. So, well, I guess we'll just figure it out. But <laughs> I was really trying to think, what does Mars music really sound like? I want to actually talk about something really brief and personal. Mars Metal Alchemist, I was inspired by Orrin Coltrane for this one. Mm -hmm. I was working on his album, was mixing that, and he had said something to me, and I can't remember exactly what the words were verbatim, but he said, you just got to kind of let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I never heard that before in terms of music writing and because I was struggling with it, like I was saying, I was averaging about, I could get the track done in about a day or two, but I would take a week because I realized that was what the game was telling me more so. Just take your time with it. Mm -hmm. And so Mars Metal Alchemist took me two weeks, so I had to switch up. But from that moment of that point of writing that track, I think is what the catalyst was for any other track on there. And that's why, oh, it's going to bug me if I don't have this, this title in front of me, but I'm going to do my best to remember that it was oh yeah look at that nature sanctorium is the other dsl dlc track so those okay. are my top those three are still my top you did all the sound design for the game every almost every i think maybe there's like four sounds that i didn't do i don't <gasps> i still haven't got around to counting how many but i'm, wow. I'm scared had you done that for their previous projects too oh yes <laughs> it's quite often that i've done that but i'm actually probably this is the year i've decided i'm not going to be doing much sound design for games ah uh, uh do you not enjoy it or is it too time consuming you really just want to focus on music I went to school for music. Yeah. I really enjoy exploring more of what's inside of me to bring out to what I feel I can share with the world. I'm good at sound design. I'm not great at sound design. And there's some really great sound designers out there. Yeah. I don't have the passion for it as much as I do creating adaptive music now. Adaptive music is my calling for that because, and I found adaptive music through doing implementation for sound design, but I found that I really enjoy adaptive music more and I can pull a lot more composition ideas if my mind is locked in with between both and I'm still learning about different techniques coming up with new music theories and so on and so forth to kind of implement and to push the, the sound of what game audio could be for music into the future. So I'm really passionate about that. And I think sound design will kind of distract me from it. And it, I, I find that mm -hmm. I even procrastinate a little bit more.
you know, you also just really enjoy kind of sharing your experience as a, a musician working in uh, game music and audio, and you have a, a robust online presence as a result. So talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you do. You stream and you try and uh, give talks and things. So tell us about that side of your musical personality. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been streaming on Twitch for about four years. And then I was actually discovered by a gaming website that's quite veteran to GameSpot and IGN called Gaming Revolution or Game Revolution, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And they were starting a stream member association, whereas in they would just let you host, you know, guest stream on their Twitch channel. And they thought my stream was quite interesting. I had posted in their Discord that I, you know, just kind of self-promo, like, hey, you know, like if you got some players that are interested to see how game music is, you know, check out the stream at yeah. that time. And then I got a random email from the executive editor saying, <laughs> hey, you want to actually, like, do this on our channel? And I was like, uh, yeah, I've been trying to talk, <laughs> tell IGN fools and buddy and chum up with those folks for years. I would go to GDC parties and be like, hey, like, check this out. Like, yeah. I'm that composer that's kind of coming up. You, you know, they can have some cool tunes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But nobody cared. <laughs> and then these folks out of nowhere just they they put me on and I'm, wow. I'm very grateful. I think I still haven't seen it, but I think I mean talking about history, I think I'm the first video game composer to actually stream on a gaming website consistently. Oh, that wow. I don't see IGN doing showing how to make make music. They may have done interviews about sure. us, but nothing that's been consistent since June. Huh. I've been on that platform. Wow. And then to top on that, I became, they call me like the music ambassador of Indicade, which I had performed at their show last year live and did the, and performed the ground soundtracks in 2019 selections yeah. in 2019. Yeah. And they came and said, Hey, you're doing the show behind the scenes of called Compose you know, Music. I was like, Yeah, I want to show how hard it is to make game music and why we should be compensated the way we should be <laughs> to educate developers to say, This is this is all the work it goes into it and more, but I'm gonna show my typical workday of this. Mm -hmm. And I said, Yeah, like absolutely. So thank you so much, you know, to indicate as well, because then I started doing an ex a specific show on their channel. Now I never do the same content on both channels. Well, that's I have tough. That yeah. much. It was in the beginning, but now I have a flow. It took me about four months, <laughs> but I got into a flow of it. And I th and that keeps it unique. So you know what you're going to get per episode yeah. that you're that you're watching. And so with that, I was, you know, excited to share that as well. It was my first year speaking at GameSoundCon about how I made music from the ground. And it got, you know, stepped into GameSoundCon and Pixel Pop Festival and also Game Devs of Color Expo. So nice. I've been just, just speaking about mostly really how it's done with my approach to, you know, how to not make the music monotonous, like my styles, my tips and techniques, because mm -hmm. I didn't. They didn't teach game audio where I went to school. I learned this all on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it. I read a lot of stuff online. I yeah. bought game audio books. I did the homework. I did the research. I watched. I looked. I listened.
Yeah, so where do people find those streams then? I mean, Twitch, but where? tell us where to go for each of those streams. Sure. Yeah, it's twitch.tv slash game underscore revolution. And then it's twitch.tv slash indicade. And then every once in a while, you'll catch a random stream, typically still, in um, twitch.tv slash gamer composer. Nice. So are you are you playing anything right now? What what games are you playing? Oh, the loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. Uh, right now I was playing so last night I was playing Darkstone. I started that in 2019 around December. Okay. I, I almost beat it in seven days and got stuck. So I've been trying. I was like, we gotta finish these games. I have an issue finishing Ooh, games. Okay. I get to like the near end of the game and I just stop. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I either like it too much or yep. I'm not ready to yep. or I can't get past it. I have the I same Darkstone. problem. Yeah. Oh, so you understand. Sometimes I do have that problem, yes. Yes. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. The but yeah, uh, Legend of K on PS2, fantastic music, Emily. I highly recommend oh, you. Really? You might want to check that one out. Holds up pretty well, especially the graphics too on PS2. Okay. The Escape from Monkey Island, and that was on PS2 as well. I'm playing that. I'm playing Risk World Domination, which I actually enjoyed. Nice. I find I found that was my first time playing Risk, and I played that for like four or five hours two nights ago. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. A Fallout deep cut called brotherhood of steel it's a ps2 game i found it at thrift store because you know and oh, okay. it, it's hilarious it's actually pretty cool top down Neat. and i can't say i had a lot of good fun with this top 3d person grim post lock universe with mature content and help <laughs> jokes <laughs> in there for you. I'm playing Dark Souls, and I'm playing Vanquish, and I'm playing Valkyria Chronicles. Wow. That's a list, man. I am so impressed. I get so hyper-focused on a game, and almost to the exclusion of playing anything else is how I tend to play, which can mm -hmm. be problematic. You know, I'll dabble in games for, especially for interview purposes, if I'm going to be, right. you know, do I'll dabble, but I might not completely finish a game in that instance until after I'm done with whatever I'm in the middle of. You know what I mean? That's right. that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm a video game composer. I should be studying and learning everything that I can possibly soak up and understand. And the reason I'm actually going through this is because I wanted to do a different type of series for the new year about my take on some of how the music 
things that people ask me about influences and such. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking of the ones that really stick with me are the ones I'm going to probably do a small video about in terms of the entire game, not just the music itself. And then I also have a really big collection I need to get through, and I'm going to sell off most of these games that I just decided I was going to just buy up. Uh. And so I'm thinking I'm, I'm not I'm, the ones I'm going to keep and I know I'm going to finish. But you have to pop them in. Do am I having fun? That's number one. Mm -hmm. Can I learn something from this somehow, some way? That's number two. And is this a game worth keeping? Meaning, is it kind of like semi-collectible? Do you care enough? Mm -hmm. If it's not fun, I don't care if it's collectible or not. It's out of here. It's gone. It's someone else can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I've wow. got a Marie Kondo in my collection right now. <laughs> <laughs> And then music-wise, uh, what are you creating these days? What are you working on? Music-wise, I'm working on a retro album for a library. Uh, Reverse Play has commissioned me for this specific, my specific sound. And so cool. we're just doing a small, a small, very small album, like five tracks. And one of the singles is already out. They just haven't really like totally announced it, but I'm just sneaking in there. More scoops for you. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm working on an album I was supposed to work on, frankly, for the past two years, especially this year, but I'm really going to get it done. I don't want to share that one just yet because okay. I think it's going to be a really good like splash. But then at the same time, I worked on a couple of prototypes for one type of Monster Hunter, Pokemon Go type of game. Another one that's like a dungeon crawler with like Dark Souls type of style feeling, but then it has some other things. And then I'm trying to wrap up the Reclaim Earth soundtrack. And mm -hmm. I'm also trying to wrap up the P Dark Pac-Man Thief game <laughs> as well. Whoa, I don't think I've talked <laughs> to you about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a little that's a little throwback NES style with more through composed techniques. So explain that. I mean, I, yeah, to explain okay. through composed. So through composed is a musical form. Typically, you have your your AB or your ternary form, or AB with binary form. Ternary we would be like AB, A or C or something like that, A prime or some such. But through composed would be A B C D E F G H all the way through the letters of how many different <laughs> things that typically don't call back to one another. And so I kind of mix binary and through compose together or ternary and through compose together because I do do some callbacks and just in a different style, like maybe theme and variations could be considered, you know, semi somewhat of a of a song form. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I'm just basically trying to 
keep the listener engaged. I do not want them to be bored. I want you to always not expect what you think you were going to. And the way that I figured that out is to just continue to do the through compose format, which I I guess innately did the entire time, which is why it probably doesn't catch on because we're so <laughs> we're so conditioned to hearing melodies and themes and things calling back and things mm-hmm. returning. But it's 2021. <laughs> Are you bored? <laughs> Don't you want to hear something new? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from that. And of course, I still practice those things, but I definitely go with the mantra of two different things, an Alchemy Hitchcock, Hitchcock style of show me what comes next. I know what's happening. And he says, do you? Along with the the old ma- Mad Men saying of Don Draper says, if you don't like what's being talked about, change the conversation. So I flip it and say, if you don't like what's being heard, write something different. Chase, where can people find uh, your A Ground Deluxe soundtrack? They can find your Ground Deluxe soundtrack on Tidal, Amazon Music, YouTube, Bandcamp, which you'll get an exclusive sheet music transcription by David Peacock. Oh, nice. Which is, yes. So He's the great. three tracks. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's actually masterful. <laughs> so if you buy the soundtrack from Bandcamp, you'll get three parts of that, which is transcribed. You'll get ancient aquatic energy oh yes you'll get brave brave crusader which i think is a blast to play on there and you'll get nightly which a lot of the ground groundians love that track so you'll get three transcribed piano sheet music forms of that on there too Uh, it would also be on deezer and it's also on i'm missing one and oh pandora and spotify What more do you want to say about uh, any of the music? Give it your best listen. Uh, You'll be pleasantly surprised about what you'll find in there. I think there's something for everyone in there. And I was happy to reach a lot of people that I did with this one because I really didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't. I didn't. When I say I didn't know what I was doing, I mean I didn't know if it was people were going to like it and if it was going to mm. stick because it's been it's been a decade of trying to figure out what works. Well, I I just think it's great. I love the variety in your music and the creativity and um, 
it just, it always does sound new to me and I love listening to it. So thank you, Chase, for talking with me about it today. Emily, it's been a grand pleasure and an honor. And thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Chase Bethia and see a playlist. Also support Level with Emily on Patreon at patreon.com slash level. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi there. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.